Hey everyone, happy July 4th weekend. Today's episode of the BS Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music, which is two taps on your phone. You can instantly buy SeatGeek tickets to an event. You can have them delivered to your phone and you can enter the event. Two taps. Isn't technology amazing? Drop your old ticket app. Use one that's built for 2016. Again, do everything on your phone. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by my buddies at FrameBridge. They have beautifully framed nearly every poster in my awesome office, as well as a couple on our Any Given Wednesday set. I got to say, the TLC they put in their framing and packaging, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite companies. I am a FrameBridge groupie. Their prices start at $39. All shipping is free. Go to FrameBridge.com. Use promo code BS. You get 15% off your first order. Trust me on that one. Uh, we're also brought to you by Undeniables Week on TheRinger.com. For the love of God, I hope you're going to The Ringer. Uh, we spent the whole week writing about people who have been undeniably great, special, memorable, different, you name it. Nearly 20 pieces on people like Rob Gronkowski, Shonda Rhimes, Serena Williams, Dolly Parton, Theo Epstein, Sriracha. That's not even a person. Sriracha or Sriracha? Sriracha. And I even wrote a piece about Pat Riley. I came off the top rope. My second piece for The Ringer. Check it out on TheRinger.com. Don't forget about The Ringer's awesome podcast network, The NBA Show, The MLB Show, The NFL Show, Keeping It 1600, The Watch, Shack House, Channel 33. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for spreading the word for us. Last but not least, my new HBO show. It's called Any Given Wednesday. We have not been canceled yet. Our ratings went up for episode two. Thank you. Uh, up by like 27% or something. I was excited. Maybe the show won't get canceled. Maybe I'll have. Uh, maybe I'll get to keep my day job and my night job. Uh, we did our second show with Mark Cuban, Malcolm Gladwell, and Bill Hader. You can watch the replays on HBO Now, HBO Go, and HBO Demand. We also put some bonus clips up, and we are going to have a whole site that has all of these bonus clips and all the extra stuff we're doing. That's probably launching uh, mid July, like July nineteenth, something like that. In the meantime, you can go to HBO Go or HBO Now. Just click on the episode, scroll down, and the bonus clips are up there. We put a couple on Facebook. We put a couple on our YouTube channel. Uh, all that stuff's available. If you like the Gladwell Cuban thing, we did another 11 minutes with them on PEDs. So that is on the internet, and it's good. And I accused Cuban of using HGH at one point. He said, no, no, I've never used it. It was fun. It was all good natured. But uh, check that out. Any given Wednesday, thanks to HBO. They've been awesome. Uh, what a great experience to create a show with awesome people. That's it. Let's go. Joe House on the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old school. Friday rolling. July 4th weekend. Joe House on the line. Uh, it's always fun to Friday roll with Joe House. But when it's July 1st and it's NBA free agency day and weird stuff's happening... And at the same time, the salary cap has doubled to the point that people like DeMar DeRozan are now worth $140 million. Uh, it's quite a day. House, have God you, bless America. Unbelievable. I, That's all you can say. God bless America. Somebody, and we're Friday rolling on, on a 4th of July weekend. Somebody on Twitter made the point that you just, maybe it was, maybe it was somebody quoting Danny Ainge, that you just have to, all the figures that we're seeing with these contracts, 
And we are taping this at 1.30. We started at 1.35 Eastern time. So stuff might happen as, as we're doing this. But all the figures Yeah, we got that, the Twitter open. We got, we're looking for Woj bombs. Yeah, Woj bombs. If, if Woj tries to bomb this podcast, we'll be ready. We're in the Woj bomb shelter. Uh, but if you divide the numbers by two, they make more sense compared to what we are we have experienced that's, the last 10 years, right? That's great. I had a conversation. You know, I, I had to squeeze a little golf this morning before we got on the pod. Um I had, was out with a Knicks fan uh, who was gleefully uh, watching what happened to, to the Lakers with Moskov. Yeah. And we were both laughing at Moskov. But, you know, four years at, at uh, $16 million, if you uh, just apply that Ainge rule, four years, $8 million, say, sure. But, you know, here we are, 8 is the new 16. Or 16 is the new 8. Right. But the funny thing about that is if they had given Moskov $32 million for four years, I still probably would have made fun of it. So you almost have to divide the Mozgov contract by four for it to make by sense. Four. What are the Lakers doing? What are the Lakers and Knicks doing? These big market teams are just like, hey, uh, here's money for some non-All-Stars. The Knicks are out of control. I, I just we, we, you I can't believe it. You did a great it. job last week on this pod with the Knicks thing, and then you doubled down on the show any given Wednesday, a wonderful uh, video clip of all of the overpriced, um, overaged dudes that they brought in. And lo and behold, the news overnight, they're taking a long, hard look at Eric Gordon. I know. You know, it's funny. We do that thing. The the Knicks have... have have uh, been in business with so many different guys who are past their prime or right after you'd want them that we had to cut people out of that segment. My apologies to <laughs> my apologies to all the guys from the 2000s that we weren't able to fit in there. You know, like Rasheed Wallace, Baron Davis, all those people. Uh, we tried We had a time limit on it, so we had to cut them out. But it, and, we, and we're doing it, and it's like initially it was just geared toward how dumb it would be if they signed Dwight Howard because he peaked five years ago. And then we were like, well, what if they go after Noah? He's peaked three years ago. So we shoehorned that part into the video segment. And then they signed Noah, who literally peaked three years ago. Uh, it's so nixy. Eric Gordon, I'm not even sure he ever peaked. Did he peak? I mean, he, he had one season. I think, you know, if, if they're, they're trying to uh, put a team together. It's going to be the 2010 All-Stars. Where's Six Dwayne Wade ago, in this? all these guys had great seasons. Where's Dwayne Wade? Isn't Dwayne Wade the nixiest <laughs> Knicks move of all time? I thought for sure they'd if go they after Wade him. Wade and Howard, that would be it. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade's feelings are hurt. He peaked in 2011. He's perfect on this team. Or he actually peaked in 2009. I guess at the tail end of his peak was 2011. But I I guess these teams just think the, the cap's going to keep going up and just keep grabbing guys. But uh, there's there's depending on what happens with Durant. And as we started recording this, David Aldridge, uh, good guy, DC's own David Aldridge, reported that Durant— Yeah, I love D.A. The meeting was in uh, the meeting was in hour three with the Golden State guys in the Hamptons. So, I uh, I don't know. What do you think? What would you do if you were KD? Sign one year deal with OKC, play out the season, and then see what everything looks like a year from now. Everybody I, has done a great job. A lot of different sources uh, have done a great job of laying out how the economics are, are so dramatically different if he pursues that route for him. All right, here's my counter. Hi, I think this is his window to sign with Golden State if that's the move. He can't do it next year. 
Because if they don't get him, they're going to overpay Barnes. And then they have Curry coming next year. And I, I just don't think there's any way to fit all those guys under the same salary cap, no matter how high it goes. And if you're Durant and you have a screw in your foot and you have a chance right now to cash in for four years, what is it, like $98 million, but then you can have a two-year opt-out and they can give you way more money after that. And you're on a team. And I went back, I looked through all the, all the championship teams. You would say Clay and Draymond and Clay and Draymond are t- are two of the top twelve players in the league, right? Don't they sure, have to be yeah. on that list? Clay definitely. Yeah, top fifteen, easy. I'm I'm good with top fifteen. I I would say top twelve. You could even kind of talk me in a top ten, but let's say top twelve to be safe. And then you put Curry and KD, who are two of the best four players in the league, so they'd have four of the top twelve, which, by my accounting. And I and I, I might have been off, but I don't think I don't think I was because I once wrote a 703 page book about the NBA. I'm going to trust my own instincts <laughs> on this. I think this. I don't think any team has had four of the top 12 since like Russell Celtics. I think that's the last time that huh. happened. They had Russell, they had um, Sam Jones, and Havlicek, and Kuzi, and you and Havlicek wasn't even in the top 12. I'm not even sure they had four of the top 12. So, yeah, so the, the Lakers and Celtics each had three three guys. The Celtics had the, the four, Pistons but had not two at two and a half. Yeah, not at the right times of their careers. The Bulls had yeah. Rodman, Pippen, Jordan. Um, Lakers had Shaq, Kobe. That's it. The Lakers in the eighties had Worthy, Magic, Kareem, but they never had the fourth. The Celtics had Bird, Mikael, Paris. They never really had the fourth. You could say the early eighties Celtics had Bird, Tiny Archibald, Parrish. Young Michaela, that they never really had the fourth. It's just unprecedented. They they won seventy three games, and he goes to that team, and it really does have a chance to be the greatest team of all time for the for for years, not just for one year. Um, he's got to be thinking about that. He's got to be thinking about what's his life like if he goes to San Francisco, in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, and all the business opportunities there versus what he has in OKC, which basically he's there during the season that's it I mean by the time by the time people listen to this pod he'll probably have decided and my guess is he'll go back to OKC for a year but I think it's dead even I think Golden State has a real chance I have a little intel I think they think they have a chance and and I think that's one of the reasons they waived Ian Clark and James McAdoo who two guys that I like two guys that that to me it's like if I'm the Lakers or the Knicks I would much rather be going after guys like that who are really effective role players who didn't play that often, but when they came in, they kind of held the fort and they were practicing around guys like Clay and Draymond and Curry every day. And they were, were in the Steve Kerr, Luke Walton culture. Like you want guys like that in your team. I don't understand why, why uh, teams haven't gone for them, but to waive those guys lets me, makes me think that they think they have, have a real chance at Durant. What do you think? Well, I, I think they think that. I don't. I don't uh, disagree that their um, uh, approach to Durant is earnest, and that they are absolutely one hundred and fifteen percent trying to land him. I just don't think for for Durant. I, I think this whole exercise is a rehearsal for next year. This is uh, an exercise where he he, he has a, the rarest of rare opportunities. Not unlike. Um, uh, you might be familiar with this. There's a guy named Bill Simmons who had an opportunity to kind of test the market, 
see what folks were interested in um, with him. He has this rare opportunity, like you did last year after after your ESPN suspended you and your, everybody knew your contract was coming to a close. Yeah. It's like, hey, some folks came out of the woodwork. They, they wanted to have some conversations with you, show you a little bit of what was going on inside their house. I think that's what's going on here with KD, right? He has a rare opportunity to see what's going on in, with some of these other franchises, what the inside looks like. Because he can't, you know, he's playing this season out at, at OKC. It's a, you can't really um, get an inside look at the way the inner machinery works, what the GM and the owners and the players all together, what the, the, they have in mind for a game plan, what their future looks like. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Lakeham has told us all they're light years ahead in Golden State. That's so, true. I mean, He's why would genius. KD go, go see what – he wants to see what light years look like. Um, I, I think ultimately uh, you, you and I are on the same page. He's going back to OKC, but this is a free look um, for him, and he should spend three hours. He should spend six hours. I mean, I would try and learn as much as I could from um, that, that group. They just uh, set an all-time record in terms of regular season wins and were, you know, four and a half minutes of a, of a cold streak away from going back-to-back as NBA champions. I, I like him better in OKC than with this Golden State team at the moment because of for what next just year. happened in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah, you're saying for exactly. next year only. You're right. Yes. I think if he goes back to OKC, especially after that awesome trade they made, I think they're prohibitive favorites. Prohibitive. I, I, I think they should be two-to-one favorites. Um, like minus 200, minus 250, something like that. I, I thought the Oladipo, Sabonis combo that, was that important. No. I, I really like that team. I think they should have won last year. Um, on the same time, at the same time, this is his one chance to go to Golden State. I don't, I don't think that window's open next year. I, I disagree. I, I think we're in an era now where everything is going to be moving in kind of seismic ways every two to three months because of the, the, the dramatic unknowns um, that this new salary cap has presented. And, yeah, and, but it's, um, it's, it's simple it's, math, though. It's created a set of variables that nobody really has their arms around. It's, it's, it's math, though. Well, I, I get. I mean, I, yeah, they could maybe if they sign Barnes, maybe they trade Barnes to clear the cap space. But Curry is going to sign probably the biggest deal in the history of the league next year. I would guess he's going to sign a five-year deal for whatever the max is, and it might be over two hundred million. I don't even know. It's, he'll be the first forty million dollar guy, a year guy, unless LeBron doubles down on on his Cavs experience, but. Um, I think KD has more service than uh, Curry. It's it's based on service. You're you're allowed to take a certain percentage of the cap based on service. Right. And Durant he, entering next yeah, season is a ten year service guy. Yeah. If he yeah, uh, you're assuming that he would go back. Are we sure Kevin Durant's going to spend his whole career in Oklahoma City? I, I I don't. I think if he goes back, it's for one year, and he feels like he owes it to them. I I just look at it from the vantage point of the people on that team watching him go through this process. I, it still hasn't totally been explained to me why he's going through the process. Like what you said makes sense. Yeah. He's testing it out. He wants to, you know, he wants to see what's out there. He wants to see what some of these other teams are about. I get it. But why do it in the Hamptons? Why make a spectacle out of it? Why? Where else would you like it? You, I mean, you, would you prefer that he be in the French Riviera? I mean, what's, what's wrong with the Hamptons? He, he clearly wants to be courted. and He, he deserves to be courted. 
Yeah, but he doesn't want to be courted by anyone that he wouldn't play for. That's the part that's interesting <laughs> that, to me. If this was that all, makes sense too. Yeah, but if this was all fake, if this was all, oh, I'm just going to go through this charade and get some attention, then I'll end up at OKC. Then you take the meeting with the Knicks and you take the meeting with the Wizards. You get all those fan bases excited. But it, it's not fake. It's not a charade. I think he's legitimately listening. He's legitimately walking into these meetings with an open mind. Okay. He has a leaning. You just put, but that's my point. It's not fake. That means that the window is open for him. But that means the window is open for Golden State. Because if this was just like, if this was like Dwayne Wade in 2010, where he's like, oh, I might leave. And he didn't want to leave. He was going back to Miami. And he was trying to get those guys to play with him in Miami. He's like, oh, I might go to the Bulls. Oh, I'm going back for a second meeting. And he's full of shit. Durant, I don't think, is full of shit with any of this. I think he wants to see what's out there and he wants to be courted. And if I'm the Warriors, I'm, I'm in that meeting right now and I'm like, we can get this guy. This guy wouldn't be here unless a small, tiny part of him wanted to come to our team. Does it make sense? Oh, that's true. I think the same would be true of San Antonio. I bet San Antonio does an unbelievable presentation. And makes him feel, well, you know, incredibly loved and, and gives him something very serious to ponder. I don't think Archie anyone... Buford and, and, and Pop are legit. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if LaMarcus is a big selling point. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm an NBA star. I'm like, oh, great. I get to spend eight months a year with LaMarcus Aldridge. And Kawhi Leonard, who doesn't speak. That sounds awesome. And Tim Duncan's going to retire. Great. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty now good the Spurs tradition. fans are going to be um, mad at me. I don't know. LaMarcus just I, the moodiness with him just worries me a little bit for them. Long I, don't, I don't. They they set a franchise record for wins this past season. I don't think. I mean, they were they were right there uh, until they they ran into a, a matchup that they just didn't have an answer for. Joe House, you, you can't know, you can't uh, tell me how to feel. I I can't help what's in my heart. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to spend eight months a year with LaMarcus Aldridge. I just don't. Okay. It, but you. But if they also sign Mike Conley, I don't know if they could fit all these guys in the cap. But the Mike Conley thing's interesting because it does seem like he also wants to be courted. And yet all these teams have point guards. But the Mike Conley market should have 20 teams going for him. And everybody's kind of set at that position either because they like the guy they have they're grooming somebody to become a star or they're stuck with the guy they have like Phoenix. I'm sure Phoenix would love, would much rather have Mike Conley than the two guys they have. They don't have a choice. So they can't even get in the, in the door with them. Well, Utah is still a team that could really use a professional grade point guard. Well, they got George Hill. Does he count? I think he counts. No, I said professional grade. Oh, people like George Hill. He's, he's a great um, backup player. He's an excellent guy. Oh, coming off George the bench. Hill. I wouldn't start I put George that, Hill. Put what that on George Hill's George Twitter Hill? feed. Put him on it. Put it on his Twitter feed. Joe House thinks you're a backup. He is a backup. Oh my God! George Hill's Twitter feed is I'm... lighting up. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're Kevin Durant and you want to win the title next year, we both agree he should go back to Oklahoma City. I think it's equal, you know, if he goes to any of Golden State or San Antonio or Oklahoma City, he has an equal opportunity to win the, the title next year. All three of those teams demonstrated over the course of last season championship chops, right? All three of those teams um, have the 
the players in place and the um, the coaching staff and and everything from uh, the owner all the way down to the guy that that's um, mopping up the floor. Those franchises are built to go win a championship. They can all beat Cleveland. I'm not uh, so, I'm not sold on Golden State as much. I think that was a Russian. The Russian is cut. I think it was one of those moments for them in the finals. I think I think I think that was the all time irrational confidence team, and they just fed off it. And they loved it, and they were great at it. And then it just became a little too irrational. And now I don't know where they just went cold for four and a half minutes. But that's that's the thing; their whole season was constructed for whatever reason. They never went cold. And I I don't know. I just wonder if there was a little Tyson Spinks, not uh, Tyson Douglas potential with that. Well, what's going to be fascinating is um, all of them, um, and Kerr's been on the record a couple of different times, I bet they win. We're going to have a great time with their over-under this coming season. I, I bet they win 59 to 62 games. There's mm. no reason whatsoever I'll to tell be you what I didn't games like. the way they did last year. I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like the way Steph Curry played in that finals. And I didn't like how beaten down he was by the end of that, by the end of that finals. And... I was, t- I was talking to somebody about this. I can't remember who. All these superstars that we've had over the years, like the guys who were the alpha dogs of the league, the best guys, they were all physically imposing, right? So like LeBron is like indestructible. The guy, the guys, we've never seen anything like it. Then Kobe hit a point, um, and I, I'm not entirely positive Kobe was ever the quote-unquote best guy, but he was durable, you know, and as the playoffs went along, like he didn't really wear down. Duncan, same way. No, he could take the beating. Duncan didn't wear down. Shaq didn't wear down. You go back to the '90s. Jordan didn't wear down. Hakeem didn't wear down. Bird, Magic, all those guys. Jordan. Curry's the only guy we've had who's the best player in the league. Who it seems like a hundred games. If you beat him and you knock him around and you're knocking him down and you're and he's coming around screens and somebody's shoving his ass and knocking him into the cameraman and they're hitting him and it seemed like it affected him and it affected the way he played and I keep going back to that ISO on Kevin Kevin Love with 35 seconds left where just take him to the hoop. I watched the Warriors all season. All he did all season was take. Take big slow guys off the dribble and get to the basket and either make a layup or get fouled, make a three-point play. And he was so beaten down that he just went hero ball and took a three. And I don't know. I, I, I almost feel like the formula is out now for what to do with him. Any contender he plays, the teams are going to be beating the shit out of him. So I think, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready Tate's to attribute. Tate's by the way. Um, Huh? Tate's, Tate's nodding. Tate's I don't. Nodding. I think his disinclination, I, I, his disinclination to go to the hole was more mental to me than than, than physical. The physical obviously had an impact on it because he showed as the series went on more and more of a disinclination to go to the hole. But I think that was a, a mental lapse at that moment in in the game. You know, I, I, how many game sevens for the for the championship has he has he been in? Was it? I, um, it wasn't just that love moment though. It was the whole series. It well, was, that's what I said, a, a, a growing disinclination. But one, one thing that, that we don't have my point. in advance. That, that was my point, though. No, no, I, I think I, all that I, shit I, got I think head. it was more mental than physical. But I, what, the, the thing that I think is interesting is he took a uh, – you know, they, the, no team has ever won 73 games. He, he 
they tried to manage his minutes during the regular season, but there were many games, probably in double digits, 10 games, 12 games, where they trotted him out in the fourth quarter and he played meaningful minutes when in, in sort of ordinary course, regular season NBA circumstances, he stays on the bench. And I don't know if there's an advanced analytic that, that captures like meaningful minutes, um, but I think he played over the course of this season uh, uh, as many meaningful minutes as any um, player has played in the in the history of the league oh, because stop of it. what he's they were trying 34, to accomplish with the 73 games. He's playing 34 minutes a game. He got to rest like in but, but, 40 fourth quarters. I got it. That's right. Don't but protect him. Don't also... protect him. He cost me like the, he cost me thousands and thousands of dollars when they didn't he win the did. title. I know. I don't I want. Understand I don't want you that. to protect him. He owes me like eight thousand dollars. All I'm saying is, you're, you're the, the the thesis is that they're not capable of of uh, making another legit run, and I think they're going to be a very different looking team with a different kind of uh, approach than than last year. They're not. You just put words in my win. mouth. I didn't say they weren't capable of making a run. Why are you putting words in my no, mouth? No, you, you, you said that they've been nixed. They've, they've had the Russian cut. They've been cut. They're I, not going back. That's I said, what you said. I said I'm worried. I'm worried about them. I'm worried I'm worried that they might have peaked. But I also wouldn't be surprised okay. if they made the finals. I'm covering my bases both ways. Oh, I see. So that's a classic Simmons backtrack. That's yeah. fine. I'm good with this. Yeah. Great. As a Simmons backtrack Great. is what that was. No, I, I do think, though— <laughs> I, I I wonder if Bogut is ever going to be the same because I felt like he was teetering on the brink of just becoming the old center who physically couldn't do it anymore. And you watched him. It was a struggle for him to get up and down the court. He's had, He has a lot of miles. He's had a lot of injuries. And they miss him for that 20 to 25 minutes a game. They're not going to have Azili. They might not have Barnes. Like, who knows how the Barnes thing plays out. Uh they were extraordinarily healthy with Draymond, Clay, and Curry in the season last year. Extraordinary. All true. All uh, true. For two years, really. They they've just their injury yep. luck. When you look at teams like Oklahoma City, like Cleveland with Kyrie getting hurt in the 15 playoffs, you go on down the line. Injuries are part of it, and they just were pretty lucky. So, um, yeah, I have some concerns. Wait, we have to uh, talk about Five Four Club for a second. Five Four yeah. Club has you covered. They will provide styling advice and recommendations. They will make you a styling profile, and they'll deliver clothes to your door every month or so. Four style profiles. Casual, classic, forward, mix. They got shorts and button-ups when you need them. They got jackets and jeans when it gets colder. They have free shipping. Direct delivery to your doorstep, and the clothes come every month or so, and it's only $60 a month. And if you go to 5-4 Club, and you use promo code BS at sign up. You get 50% off your first package, 5-4 Club. By the way, for my TV show, I have a wardrobe stylist. I have somebody, they pick out all these clothes, and and then they, they dress me in the clothes, and I and, and then they kind of send me out there like a little boy. So that's basically Can what... Can I talk about that? Yeah, that's what 5-4 Club's. 5-4 five, five, Club is basically your wardrobe stylist. HBO pays my wardrobe stylist. You could just pay five well, four club and it's a lot cheaper. So I vote for five four club cheaper. for normal people. What were you yeah, gonna say? I like that. I I I liked I like what you rolled with this past week. Look, you look Thanks. like a TV a host of a TV show. That was oh, a good I look. I appreciate it. 
Yeah. yeah. We're trying not to... I mean, it's a classic middle-aged white guy look. Yeah. I mean, you know... The half-zip. That's, that's, that's me the on uniform. a Wednesday. Yeah, that's the uniform of the mid-40s white guys. The half-zip. It is. That's right. You know, um, it's been so much fun to do this show and try to... It's like putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Trying to figure out... Uh, what the what the format is, and we're we're trying stuff each week. It's gonna take like ten episodes. It's trial and error. Like, and you do the yeah, episode and you I'm finish looking- it, and then it's like, it, watch I watching it Wednesday night. You know, it's it, watching it on your TV is just different, and you just notice different things. You win the edit bay, and we're watching. I'm like, why the hell did I start with the PEDs thing? We should have just gone right to Cuban and Gladwell, and I I because we had so much good content with them. Just made that three minutes longer. You didn't even need the opening thing. But in the moment, you're like, oh, and we got this, and we got this, and we got five blocks. And so, but it's fun. And it's, you know, and the content is there. And now the, the key is how do you structure it? How do you put the right bells and whistles in? But as long as we keep yeah. having interviews like the Cuban Gladwell thing, like I think we're in good shape. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Are they, have you put up the extra cuts yet? Yeah, from, we put up uh, Cuban and Gladwell PDs, and we put up uh, the Bill Hader, the bonus speed round stuff. So oh, it's a really the, fun the show to do. Spectacular. Yeah, it's a fun show and to do. I, I, I'm, I can't wait to hear Cuban on, on the PEDs because, you know, he's participating in, he's helping fund a study on the effects of HGH um, and, and the, the, its recuperative effects. So I'm, I'm eager to hear his, his point of view on that. He talks about it. And, uh, so we have you go to either HBO Now or HBO Go, um, and you click on the episode, and we have the extra clips on the bottom, and then and it's also on demand. Like if you have Time Warner and those kind of things, I think we they're on there, and I think we put a couple on YouTube. But uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I la- I was there when Kimmel launched that first year, and the show is obviously a, a million times different than now than it was that first six months. This show, I'm sure, like by episode 20, we'll look back and be like, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. But I think the bones of the show is here. It's like interviews and how much written stuff is going to be in there. I'm not sure yet, but it's been really fun. Everybody likes each other too. It's like a fun show to work on. So check it out. Next, we have Joe Rogan uh, because UFC 200 is a week from Saturday. So Joe Rogan is going to be on next week as one of the guests. And we're going to talk about the uh, the evolution. I don't want to talk about the other one yet. Uh, Okay, great. Great. Evolution of uh, of MMA UFC 200. Oh. Are you getting that? Wow. I mean, I, I it, just just for the the momentousness of it. What is that a word? Momentousness. Yeah. I'm I'm going to do it for the legacy of it. I, I'm not a huge MMA consumer. Your son's but, uh, you know, your son's not into one. it yet, right? Not yet. Hmm. He will be though. I have a question for you. We we got more free agency to talk about. What's your question? Yeah, we do. I have a question for you. Yeah. When is Dwight Howard um, visiting with Boston? That's not, that's not a true story. That's not happening. They're not <laughs> signing Dwight Howard. They're just not. They could have had him in They're February. A visit. They could have had him for David Lee's contract and like nothing in February and they didn't want him. It's not happening. I, they're, they're having a meeting. Why are they having a meeting? No, they, probably to make the agent happy. Here's, here's I mean, Dwight. you know, Boston just had... All these picks in, in the draft that they in, in, you know thought they might convert into something super duper, and you, and you just had one of your writers um, you know make a couple observations around what what Dwight might have left in the tank. I'm not saying that you instructed him, but on the no, record, I, I actually com, didn't. Jonathan Charks 
did a nice obs- nice observation piece about how he was used last year in Houston, and maybe there's a little bit left in the tank for the old DH12. I think, I think on the right team, and it's not Boston, but I think there are certain teams that he would actually be good on, and and he could still be a, an effective rim protector. What he really needs more than anything, and what he's never had, is to have an alpha dog teammate who's not also such an alpha dog that it rubs him the wrong way. Like him and Harden didn't get along. Him and Kobe. Him and Kobe, Kobe didn't, didn't get along. Yeah, Kobe doesn't get along with it. He never got along with anybody. That's what made the farewell tour so comical. Uh, he needs somebody. I think he. what he really needs is, is has he ever played with a great point guard? I, no, right? I'm not. Jameer, no. Yeah, I mean, he's it was supposed to be whole, Steve Nash. He's had a whole. Yeah, and Steve Nash broke down. He needs somebody who is almost like a boxing trainer. Who's, Who was the point guard on that uh, uh, Magic team that went to the finals? It was Jameer Nelson and Rafer Austin. He's oh, never right. had a real point guard. Yeah. He needs somebody who's just going to be kind of building him up and just like, hey, man, you keep blocking shots. You keep protecting, protecting the rim. You keep getting me rebounds. I'm going to set you up on the other end. And not as a half-court player, but in pick and rolls, just somebody that is always taking care of him, making sure he's involved enough. Harden was terrible at that. You know, Dwight would have these games where he'd shoot two times and a half. I don't think Dwight's done. I don't think he's the be- one of the best five players in the league anymore, but I think he's worth a flyer. And I actually think if he went to Portland, I think that would be a good move for him to have those That's two guards with him. And I think Lillard and McCollum, who are both shooters, but Lillard's, you know, a little bit of a quiet leader. And, and I, I think that would be a nice fit for him. I think there's a lot of and terrible all that nurturing fits fans and all those nurturing fans in Portland. <laughs> well, that that part might not be as good of a fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they'll give him a chance until the first time that he farts in their face. I'll tell you another team that's that's not a bad fit for him. You're going to be so angry. <laughs> the Wizards. I. You know what? How about this? They have six players on the contract right now. Yeah. I'm I'm talking myself into it a little bit. Yeah. I, I have Why been, wouldn't you? I I've been dramatically against it. I mean violently against it. Uh and I'm on record as, as uh being so. At this point, what Grunfeld has done to my will, my basketball will, my NBA basketball will, I'm so beaten down right now, I countenance the idea of Dwight Howard here in Washington. I could talk myself into John Wall and, and uh, Dwight Howard and Brad Beal out on the uh, perimeter. I could talk myself into it. John Wall would be by far unquestionably the best point guard he's ever played with, ever. He's so far leaps and bounds ahead of any point guard he's ever played with. And John Wall will run, and he'll, tw- he'll tell Dwight to get his ass and run down the floor. He will try to set him up. He will build him up. He's a great guy. I like John Wall. He's a good character guy. And I, and I think he would build him up. I think it's conceivable. The thing I'd be concerned with is that would be two guys who are making so much more money than Wall. Because they, they just no, signed they, they, uh, Brad Field to a contract I know. Oh. That, that's worth $40 million more than John Wall. I know. I really felt bad for you when I saw that Beal contract. I know they had to do it, and I know we divided in half in the whole thing, but Jesus, mother of God. I don't even know if he can play 10 straight games. 
It's the most almost bullets contract ever. It's like the ghost of Abe Poland continues to, to hover over the entire... Abe Poland is up in heaven giving that, that contract a standing ovation right now. <laughs> what if they had the press conference and Abe Poland came back from the dead? He's like, no, he's, he's here. He's actually the one that did the contract. He's still on the team. It is amazing. Like, how many of those have you had? You had Gilbert. You had Jawan. Ant- Antoine Jameson. C-Web. What Jawan, else? You had it, goes, all right, it goes all the way back. Larry Hughes. Oh, man. Well, they, they, they let Larry Hughes leave, uh, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you let that Larry That was one Hughes. they didn't do. You've had so many yeah. I can't keep track. Googs? Did you ever pick Googs? You think he did? No, Googs was properly paid. Was he? I don't remember. God. We had Mark Price at, at a max contract for two years. He had plantar fasciitis and could never came back. I think he played three games. Do you think now that the Cleveland Cavaliers have won the title, the Wizards are in the conversation for most, most tortured NBA fan base? Like you, you couldn't even oh, get th- you couldn't even get a meeting with Kevin Durant, who's from the DMV. He didn't even want to meet with you. I don't What's mean to laugh point? at it, but they didn't make the playoffs last year. They were supposed to have turned the corner, and then they turned the corner and drove straight into a ditch. By the way, all this talk—I I, I have an appreciation for Jared Dudley and his basketball IQ and and his leadership qualities. He, he's fat and can't play basketball. I watched it <laughs> eighty-two games this season. He came back too early. He was out of shape. It hurt my eyes to watch Jared Dudley in a Washington uniform. I mean, I don't mean. I hate to go in on the guy because he's he's obviously such a uh, uh, a great presence, locker room presence. But the market, I see the three or four teams want him, and in the right circumstances, he can come in and be a helpful asset. But the, the problem with Washington last year was a dearth of talent. They sucked. They had more players that sucked at basketball than were good at basketball. So, I would say the final four for most tortured NBA team. Sacramento's obviously uh, immediately has to be mentioned. And I think the Phoenix Suns do too. Phoenix has been relevant in a really competitive way over and over again with different best guys. And it's never worked out. And then they rebuild. And then all of a sudden they have good guys again. And then that doesn't work out. And that's been going on for 45 years. I would say those are... they They made a finals though. Didn't they make a Western Conference finals? Yeah, well, you won the. I mean, you won with an that, NBA title. Granted, it happened when you were yeah, like ten. Yeah, but no, I, I'll take I'll take getting to a conference finals at this point. So I, I think it's Washington, Sacramento, Phoenix, and a team that never gets mentioned but has really been around long enough that they deserve to be in the conversation. The Atlanta Hawks. They've been huh. they've been around for almost fifty years. I don't think they've played. They haven't played in a, in a finals. They did when they were. When they were in St. Louis, um, they won the title, but that was 1958. So I think that would be my top four. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah, I'm somebody. not prepared to, to, to let uh, the T-Wolves into that conversation. No, no nobody they're, they're, who's 20. Yeah, no, no. You have to be in the exactly. league for 30 years to be in the conversation. The Bucks, the Bucks are on the outside of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, fair. They, 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 the one in 71. Yeah. During my lifetime, they've won one. Yeah, the, the same Bucks way are that, that the Bullets won one during my lifetime. But I, I don't, all due respect to the Bucks fans, if they had moved to Seattle, 
I don't think that would have been a traumatizing thing the way it would have been if like the Suns left Phoenix or the Kings left Sacramento or even the Wizards left Washington. I think Milwaukee yeah. fans would have been bummed out, but then they would have been like, well, we still have the Packers and we still have Marquette and we still have Wisconsin and we still have the Brewers. We'll be fine. We're sad, but we'll be fine. If the Kings left Sacramento, would it would have been one of the all-time traumas. They they basically, it's yeah. like Hartford Whalers on steroids. Yes. So anyway. Uh, the city's identity wait, derives have, from the team. We have a couple more free agent things. Yeah, we do. Actually, before we do that, let's talk about our friends at Squarespace who make it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat, regardless of skill level. No coding needed. Not only does Squarespace provide easy-to-use tools, Squarespace's state-of-the-art technology ensures security and stability. Millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, including Joe House, trust Squarespace, so you should too. Uh, you get 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. Why wait? I can't think of a reason. You can even design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates. Uh, and with Squarespace Commerce, you get all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, send custom emails, and one intuitive interface. Start a trial with no credit card required on squarespace.com. Use the offer code BS and you get $10 off your first purchase. Joe House is one of the hosts of Shack House, presented by Callaway, our golf podcast. And he has a Squarespace site called, what is it called? House, housefromdc.com. Are you okay with the fact that Danny Chow has really taken the house seats corner and just gone another level? Like you're kind of look. This has been you're kind of washed up. I feel like this has been going on for some time. No house seats isn't even on the internet anymore because ESPN killed all the Grantland videos. Um, I've been able to find it a couple times. Yeah, you gotta. It's like you gotta. It's trying to find. You got to go to the dark web, but yeah, you, can you got to go to the dark web to find House Seats Three. It's bullshit. <laughs> some of the worst. Thing, it's one of the worst things ESPN did, along with other hundred and seventy other worst things. But um, Danny Chow's just flat out on your corner. I have more food conversations well, with Danny Chow than I do with you, and it hurts my feelings. He he he, he, he works in your office. You see I him just, every day. Just tell you how I feel. And by the way. Real, real, real knows real. Danny is a is a hell of a competitor. I mean, he gets after it, and he's got diverse tastes. He's a he's an accomplished uh, um, foodie with a with a wonderful palate. I all respect to Danny. He's not afraid of you. I Anytime can tell you that he wants much. to sit down and have some Chick Fil A, though, we can do it. He's not afraid of you. He's not. I, <laughs> I tell you another thing. You know what? Thing. What? I'm not afraid of him. You know I'm what still else? looking for Chow Eats. Chow, yeah, well, it might happen. Google Chow Eats and see what comes up. It might happen. Danny and I are going to open a Vietnamese <laughs> restaurant in eight years. We've never talked about opening a restaurant. This is, this is what, what Danny Chow means to my life now. And you, you just lost your corner. You're sitting around. You're playing golf. You're playing with your new All Blacks that you got from Callaway. And Did, Danny Chow just took your food corner. They are wonderful, by the way. I play Danny with them Chow today. Danny Chow took your food corner. Wait, we you have... didn't invite, invite him to our sugarfish meal when I was out there three weeks ago, a month ago. How much sugarfish did I eat? You every did... tuna from everybody else's box, I ate it. <laughs> you did eat a lot I of sushi. I ate my own, and I ate all the extras. <laughs> you ate a lot of sushi. Uh, wait, we have to talk a little more free agency. Uh, Miami, there was yeah. a moment last night, June 30th, 
that it really seemed like it was going to a dark place for Miami. There were a lot of Wade's leaving rumors. It seemed like Whiteside was heading to the Mavs. And they don't have a first-round pick next year because they traded it in the Dragic trade. There was, there was about three hours where I was like, wow, Miami's done. And then they get Whiteside back. I'm sure they're in a, the Bucks are going after Dwayne Wade, but I think he's going to go back and to Miami. And all of a sudden, Miami will be fine. But were you surprised that Whiteside stayed? No. I think that they made a very effective presentation to him that um, his, his best NBA opportunity is at the place where he really blossomed. You know, it, it's, it's Riley, it's uh, Spolstra, it's the system. You know, you, you've been all around all these places, Hassan. You've, you've toured the world as a, as a professional basketball player. It wasn't until you arrived here and we gave you the opportunity and gave you the direction to help you become the best you can be. Stay here and, and you know, and it's only, it's, it's, what is it, a four-year deal or five-year deal? What was the Tate? It's a five-year now? I was five. 98. But it's still continuing. If, if they get Durant. Yeah, there, there's some chicanery involved because they're still going to make a Durant run, and if they get him, then they're going to tweak the white side deal a little bit. Their problem, I, I actually I was listening to my old friend Dan Lebetard. Um, yeah. I don't think ESPN talent. From what I heard, ESPN talent are not allowed to mention me. But I, I'm allowed oh. to mention ESPN talent. And he was making a very compelling case as I was driving to get my coffee this morning about how Whiteside and Wade have teamed up to screw Miami over on this Durant thing. And Whiteside's like, I want to know on July 1st where I'm going. And, you know, if everyone was on the same page, they would be like, all right, we'll, we'll go for Durant first and we'll take care of you guys. And Wade and Whiteside were like, no, you're going to take care of us now. We'll take that check right now. I, I'll sign it today. That's fine. I, Miami's not serious contenders. That They're hamstrung. Because they don't know whether or not Chris Bosch can play professional basketball for them. I know. And until they have that answer, what you know, what the direction of the team is, what the direction of the franchise is, you know, it, it hinges on that. He, he's a top twenty talent in the league, and makes them super dangerous when he's playing and firing on all engines. He the portion of the season he played this year, that was him playing as well as he played was a big part of why we loved the over this past season for Miami, and they managed to hit the over, um, notwithstanding his injury. But he was awesome for about, I don't know, 40-some games for them. Uh, And if he's able to come back and play at that high level, that's a really interesting team and an attractive team in the East. They could still get somebody um, to round out that that roster. But if he can't play, what are they doing? And and it's... It's even more complicated with that because there's all kinds of insurance stuff. It's it's a it's a sad situation. I also love Chris Bosch. I don't want Chris Bosch to stop yeah. playing basketball. I want him to stay healthy. He's got right. fam. Uh I hope I hope they uh I, I just think they're being super careful. My guess would be that he's gonna play again. And um I know he wants to play again. I'm, I'm rooting for it. He he was great last year. I, him and Dragic had a little thing going. They had a little, little something in the kitchen. A little chemistry was cooking up, and then they didn't really get to see it come to fruition because Bosch went down with the clots again. I have some updates. It's now eleven twenty Pacific time. Um, Jared Bayless oh. is signed with Philly for three years, twenty-seven million. Congratulations, Philly! Uh, 
Incredible. And Andre Iguodala, four minutes ago, tweeted, Nah, B. Four letters. N-A-H space B. So there you go. Nah, B. <laughs> nah, B. Nah, B. What does that mean? What's not B mean, Tate? I'm, I'm not. I don't know. They sounds like someone was coming at him. He was like, "Nah, man, it's not happening." Could have mm. been. Could have been a mistaken DM. Yeah. Hey, 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 Iggy. Should I come over? What? What? Should I come over? I know the room number. And he was, <laughs> "Nah, B." No, it might have been a DM gone wrong. Do you think that DM they should have gone wrong? Could have been. Do you think it would have been funnier if Kevin? First of all, it was hilarious that Kevin Durant had all his meetings in the Hamptons. Do you think it would have been funnier if he had all of his meetings at locations of Showtime shows that are in the Hamptons? Like he could have he could have met the Warriors at the Crab Shack place that Allison worked at in the affair. Would you have done that if you were Durant? Or he could have had another meeting at the ranch where the where the guy from Dawson's Creek and all his brothers lived. And he could have had a meeting at the Billions house. And he just could have could have done the Wall Street, Michael Douglas house. I, w- I would have really owned it. Own the Hamptons. Have fun with it, KD. Wait, and why are you making people go to the Hamptons, by the way? How about New York City? Because hey, uh, he just needed to get away a little bit. It's beautiful right now. It's the 4th of July weekend. He's enjoying his, his weekend at the beach. He can't go to the beach for the weekend? My new rule is, is, is uh, the next time I'm going to be courted, Yes. By anybody, it could even it could even be somebody delivering me a pizza. Um, I'm going to make it as difficult for them as possible to travel to come see me, just as a power play. I think Kevin Durant has has laid the staple, has laid it down, laid the gauntlet down. The Hamptons. Why didn't he Not tell that them hard like, to get to the Hamptons? That's kind of hard, especially July Fourth weekend. City, What's harder than still. the Hamptons on July Fourth weekend? They just fly in the helicopter, whatever. I don't like it. It's a rich people. It's they a rich guy move. That's what it was. It's a rich like guy move. I think he saw billions, and I think he got inspired by by the the Damian Lewis guy. character. He is. He's a rich guy. He's gonna he's gonna be an even richer guy soon. Tate, what other? Is I that, have a que- another question yeah. for you. Yep. What in the hell is going on in in Indiana? I like the Al Jefferson end of the career move. Wasn't that cheap? And they got Jeff Teague, who was hurt last year. I, I like know. Jeff Teague. I like I, the Thaddeus Young trade was a hijacking. How do you get him for the twentieth pick? So my question is: if you if you have all of this up your sleeve, you're, you you have a game plan, you have a blueprint for what you want to do. Why did they kick Frank Vogel to the curb? Because he. I like this team with Frank Vogel as the coach. Who's their coach now? I don't even remember. Nate McMillan. Oh. Yeah, the Portland fans the had a good promote. laugh about that one. I think they. I think Larry Legend got tired of watching Frank coach offensively. No matter who the players they got, offensively he just there's just no flow. It was the clogged toilet offense. I think he just got tired of it. The, the Legend didn't like when they blew that Toronto game. I think it was like Game Five. They blew like a 15 point lead, and Frank Vogel was just standing on the sidelines watching it. I like Frank Vogel, but he didn't do a good job in that series, in my opinion. I, I I disagree. He, they Indiana had the best player in that series, and Paul George. But uh, otherwise, nobody else really stepped up. You know who didn't step up? The 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 backup point guard George Hill. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> it's come out now. I had heard this before, but now I think people are reporting it that Toronto turned down Serge Ibaka for the ninth pick, Patrick Patterson, 
Corey Joseph and Norman Powell. Toronto, I, I turn that, that was, down. Um, I agree with that. I would have turned that down too. Patrick Patterson and Corey Joseph are are good, and Patrick Patterson especially is young. I would have I would have traded for Serge. You can't trade the years right now because I, I they could have paid Serge. I don't think Orlando can keep Serge. I think Toronto can keep Serge, and you put. Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, Serge, Jonas, Damari Carroll. That's a starting five. I like that starting five. I would have done it. Patrick Patterson's fine. I think he gets a little too much smoke blowing up his ass. Oh, he's a stretch forward. So you know who's underrated? Patrick Patterson. Serge Ibaka's better than Patrick Patterson. Like, come on. Get the fuck out of here. I, I don't disagree with that. But the Corey Joseph part, Corey Joseph was huge for them. Corey Joseph, by the way, was a target of my Washington Almost Bullets last offseason, one of the many failed. <laughs> Great. Uh, um, That's certainly a good sign. We well, no, this is the point I'm getting at. We had no backup point guard here all season long, um, which, you know, w- w- could have been helpful because uh, my boy Johnny Wall needed, um, you know, knee surgery after the beating that he took. He played hurt all season long. Anyway. I. Corey I, Joseph's good. I'm, I think I'm fine. It was, the price was too high um, for what uh, OKC was asking for uh, in that deal, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm looking at the Western contenders. The Clips haven't done anything yet. Jamal Crawford's got to be watching these numbers and just having a heart attack. Because he, he's been kind of under, slightly underpaid his entire career. You can make a case if Jeremy Lin's worth three years, 36. Crawford's got to be worth three years, 45? Three years, oh, yeah, 48 sure. for a contender? Yep. Yes, absolutely. And here's sure. the other one. Yeah. The other sneaky one is Austin Rivers. Hey. If Jared Bayless is worth three for 27, what's Austin Rivers worth? He actually had some moments three last for- season. He's only like 23 years old. Three for 24. And where does Rondo go? That's the other thing I'm interested in. Rondo and Dwight Howard are, are kind of giant X factors. If they just sign one year deals with teams to, you know, no. Rondo to the to the Nets was the most Netsiest thing um, to, to to happen. But they, Lynn wants that starting job, and they're going to give it to him. Well, I've been monitoring the Nets because, and there, there's a lot of rumors about them overpaying Alan Crabb, who's an unrestricted free agent. We have their yeah. pick next year, as you know, as I talk about on every podcast. Um. Next year's draft is incredible. Nobody can even agree who's the who's the best franchise guy in next year's draft, but there's like five guys that are potential either franchise guys or multiple all stars. Chad Chad Ford said that there could be as many as twelve freshmen in the lottery next year. And he said if you combine the two drafts, the Ben Simmons draft and then this upcoming one that Simmons and Ingram are the only two people that would have gone in the top 10 of this 2017 draft. So I want the wow. Nets to spend all of their money on players who aren't all-stars like Jeremy Lin would be one of my goals for them, the Nets. Just keep doing it. Keep getting these guys that are eh, not quite kind of tweener starters, but not totally. More of them, please. Well, I, I just I teased you about Dwight Howard to the Celtics. What are the Celtics going to do? Well, they want Al Horford. Okay. And, they want, and they want. So Durant. does OKC. Al, so Horford's, does OKC. Al Horford's not signing with OKC. That's not happening. And also, why not? Why do they? So you're Isn't saying he a perfect replacement for Ibaka? Would you say sign and trade? Like what? What is it? 
sign and trade? I, I, I don't know. I can't, can't they just sign him? I don't think so. Not if they're getting Durant. But uh, I think the Celtics were their dream scenario was Horford and Durant. Their other dream scenario is just sign Horford now and wait for Durant here. If you're a Celtics fan, you should be rooting for OKC to go back to OK or for Durant to go back to OKC for one year. Is the dream scenario? Him going to Golden State for five years, the the ship would have obviously. And you're you're content to keep spinning your wheels without a guy that can score inside the last five minutes of basketball games. I have Isaiah Thomas. What are you talking about? He's fine. <laughs> What's wrong with him? We need rebounders. Yeah, that's true. You do. Well, you know who, who who's a good rebounder? Dwight Howard. Uh, House, we're gonna. Go, I want to go through the Lakers roster in a second, um, but first. It's 4th of July weekend, and you love meat. We talked about that earlier. Everyone, I sure do. Everyone knows summer is all about the meat, so you're going to love our newest sponsor, Carnivore Club. You heard of oh. Carnivore Club? They bring together... No. They bring together the most badass meat producers on the planet. They put that collection mm. of premium meat in a box, and they ship it straight to your door. Oh. Wild boar salami, buffalo summer mm. sausage, bacon jerky... Oh, yeah. Each month's box delivers a totally new collection of four to six. Doing some bacon jerky right now. Keep going. Four to six different smoked or cured meats from one of America's best. It's perfect for hanging out with friends, watching a game, or even watching my HBO show any given Wednesday. Carnivore Cub is the only company that will send you a whole new box of premium quality cured meat to try once a month. And if the sound of that has your mouth watering, does it have your mouth watering yet? Yes, it does. Okay, good. Head to carnivoreclub.co and use the promo code BS to get 15% off. Again, it's carnivoreclub.co and make sure to use the promo code BS. Um, Speaking of smoked meats, the Lakers. (laughs) Wow. So they got Mozgov, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, Evan Turner. Evan Turner is happening. They keep talking about it. Has it happened? Ryan Kelly is also. Ryan Kelly. Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. What the hell is going on? Nick Young yet? And they win. No, they they still have Nick Young. And I think Philly gets their gets their draft pick if it falls out of the top three. Did you say Roy Hibbert? So, I think he's still on that team. No, I think they got rid of Roy Hibbert. So they... Oh, they did. I just want to say that I like Evan Turner, and I hope he comes to L.A., and I'm going to force him to come to our whole ringer setup and do podcasts with us. And, nice. and he, was a, he was a good Celtic, and I liked him. <laughs> if he goes to Lakers, it's a bad fit. People need to watch basketball when they sign these players. Evan Turner needs to have the ball in his hands. The reason he succeeded for the Celtics was because we could play our guards off the ball and he was basically the point forward. You can't have him on a team with D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson on it because all those dudes are going to do is dribble and he's bad when he has to stand on the side and watch other people dribble. That's not why he's good. I want him to go to the Knicks. The Knicks would have been the right team for him. Lakers, no. And well, They still need a replacement for a flawless. And Evan Turner would be a perfect replacement for a flaw. I thought I thought a flaw is he. I thought he was still there. How long is that deal? They, I, I, he is still there, but everybody keeps talking about 
coming out of the Eric Gordon supposed to be the replacement for him. I feel like he might be an unrestricted free agent. I'm not positive. No, take will you look that up? I think a follow. I, I thought he signed like a four year deal. <sighs> what a weird free agency. Why do they need a replacement for a follow? So the big the big he, piece. Yeah, he's still in the Knicks. I think I think he signed and he has like two more years left. So the big dominoes to drop right now are Chandler Parsons, who I wouldn't touch. I think that guy's got an effed up knee. I'm going to go near that guy for big money. All due no, respect look, to Chandler. Right nice Flalo is a free agent, by the way. Flalo is a free agent. Well, he signed a two-year deal, right? Oh, uh, so maybe team option. They got rid of him. Okay, so Flalo's out. I kind of like a Flalo. Uh, the Bulls are looking at him. Conley. Joakim Noah's going to the Knicks, it sounds like, so he's out. Um, Bazemore. Yeah, Bazemore is going to get $20 million from somebody. My guess would be the Rockets. I thought it made that made a lot of sense to me when I heard the Rockets were going after him. I like Bazemore, by the way. Me too. He's a very Rockets kind of player, too. Yeah. Like, three years ago, if they signed him for $40 million for four years, I would have been like, all right. You know, like in that kind of Trevor Ariza type range. And now you just have to double it because the cap went crazy. So, um, yeah, those are the big Bismack dominoes. Bismack Biombo's still out there. Yeah. Bismack, what's, he's 24, we think. He's 34. He's 24, <laughs> or maybe a little bit older. This is going to be the great scandal of the next 10 years, I think. No, we already have it. The Thon, I can't tell you how much Thon Maker Reddit I've been reading over the last week. I don't know what's <laughs> true and what's not true, but this is like... E60 and outside the lines and those in real sports, all those kind of shows, and they do these things, and they're, they're always interesting. My number one draft pick for, for all of those shows for a story is to figure out once and for all how, how old Thon Maker is. Let's just figure it out. Use all the E60 resources we have to figure this out. Use real sports, do whatever we need to do because he might be like 25. Or he might be 19. I, I, don't, I don't know, know what to believe. It may. Not, I don't think it's going to be possible because he, he, he wasn't he born in the Sudan. Born in Sudan. Isn't there a way to take somebody's bone marrow or something and figure out how old they are? Why don't we have this science yet? How hard is this? I, all Dude, I know we is we can't predict the weather from one day to the next. We were in the Ringer office because we've been talking about it, and then I went and I looked up the mixtapes of him from like 2011 when he was in the eighth grade. It doesn't really it, – it just didn't look like an eighth grader. But maybe he was. I, saw I don't one. know what to believe. If I'm a Milwaukee I fan, I would not be happy. I think he was in the eighth happy. grade. I don't, dis, I don't dis, discount that. He was definitely in the eighth grade. But he, That's I, true. he did not look like a 13-year-old. If I'm a Milwaukee fan and my team took Thonmaker over Sabonis, who's going to be good, and then it turned out that Thon Maker was older than Sabonis. I'd have a hard time dealing with that. Just throwing that out. Um, anything else, House? We got to go. Yeah, we got to go. We, we've, I think we've done it. We're, keep your eyes open for, for a Woj bomb. We didn't have Wo- I, I kept. I was in my bomb shelter waiting for the Woj bombs, and it never happened. Um, yeah. All right, so thanks to... Uh, Thanks to Carnivore Club. Thanks to 5-4 Club. They have you covered with styling advice, handpicked clothes delivered to your door every month. There's even free shipping. It's only $60 a month. Go to 5-4 Club and use promo code BS at sign up and get 50% off your first package. That is F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R club.com. 
Thanks to FrameBridge, the official framing home of every gratuitous eBay purchase that I have made in 2016. The prices start at 39 bucks. All shipping is free. Go to FrameBridge.com. Use promo code BS. You get 15% off your first order. Thanks to TheRinger.com. We are celebrating officially. We have done one month of content. And I cannot hey, be. Hey. Yeah. And we have some awesome people over there, and they are working their asses off. And I'm actually worried about a couple of them. Like, you can kind of see that glazed look. I think July 4th weekend is, <laughs> is come just in time. But uh, we cannot be prouder of the site we have and the podcast network we have built. Um, so check out TheRinger.com. Subscribe to our newsletter if you want us to mail some of the stuff we have on the site. If you're too lazy to go, click TheRinger.com. Uh, and don't forget, any given Wednesday, new show airing next Wednesday. 10 p.m. HBO, the third one. It has not been canceled yet. Good times. Uh, Tay Frazier, enjoy the weekend. Good luck on the Durant chase. Joe House, enjoy the barbecues. Yeah, I, look, uh, to remind everybody we're going to have another Shaq House oh, yeah. in two weeks, not this week. We're going to have a British Open preview the week of the British Open, and we'll, there might be some, some uh, gambling suggestions advanced in that conversation. All right, House, next time we talk, one of us will be consoling the other about Dwight Howard. <laughs> My guess is I'll be consoling you. <laughs> Take care, buddy. I, don't, I, 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 I might be happy. All right, thanks. <laughs> Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.